1: We be hey everyone alan shearer joins us he's been on the show before it's been a while we had a little bit of a falling out but we've resurrected from there which can happen in in uh, relationships and um, alan how are
2: you <laughs> i'm good i'm good the sun is shining here it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful day here in massachusetts uh, i can't really complain about it
1: okay you know what i actually would like to talk about um, I know we're we're going to get into what you wanted to talk about, but I wanted to talk about something that I've noticed in you know running a company and people's perceptions around this around me because of this network, um, and the conclusion jumping that people can go to uh, when when a situation happens. Um, sure. I've I've found that really interesting. Uh, and how social media can help just foster this immediate unfair um, reactivity and You know, there isn't much thought into it. People are not Taking a pause and going well, let's we don't know the whole story. They're just immediately believing something that gets, you know, pushed out no, um,
2: That's so true. I mean we because it's instant it's instant you can do whatever you want and as soon as you hit the send button it's out there right? right so if you're if if you just if you're having a bad day right and you see something if you see something online that kind of gets your
1: your ire up
2: yeah gets gets you fired up but it has nothing to do with anything that has to be doing with you and and i think that that's what happened um when we had our falling out was there was a whole situation going on Mm -hmm. where there, there were two sides of it. Um, But if you were only seeing one side of it or one side of it was firing itself into your life to kind of give you its own, its own narrative of the whole thing, it can blow everything completely out of proportion.
1: Right. Right. And sometimes it takes, you know, a lot of uh, patience on the person's part that's, um, sort of being attacked because, uh, you know, time, it's that whole thing about time will tell the real story, but what happens with any kind of media, including social media is, you know, people are guilty immediately. Um, whoever is posting the most or saying the most, the loudest is the one that is, you know, tends to be believed and usually by sometimes the lowest common denominator of human behavior. And, uh, you know, the person that is being put on trial, so to speak is, um, you know, they're just being quiet, watching, uh, reflecting and just sort of taking in what's, what's going on out there, the things that are being said about them. And when it's your company or, you know, the money that you've put into something and, the goodwill that you put into something, and that involves many other people and their work too, uh, it can be a little dangerous because, you know, people can put you in the court of, uh, or on trial immediately in social media, and that has tanked organizations and tanked people when none of what was put out was the truth.
2: Right and, and I think that that's the, the squeaky wheel unfortunately yes. is, the, is the one that you're going to give the grease to mm-hmm. right? the, the one that right like it's a, it doesn't even necessarily need to be the loudest it's because in most situations you have a, an emotional connection to both sides right right you, you have an emotional connection to both sides, so that, I think that's the hard part is kind of <laughs> well we're not all journalists here we're not, right. we're, not, we're not all people who can get to the bottom of the story before you you make a an educated. Well, I mean, you hope you don't make an assumption, but an educated kind of idea of, of what's going on, right. So it, it it can it can get everything all balled up into this this just this chaos of right. it's not who's right or who's wrong. It's right. who's just who's just who's just fanning the flames of this fire
1: right. the
2: most, And then it becomes this thing where everybody just needs to let go and, and kind of walk away a little bit and, and allow things to kind of settle down. I don't, I don't think we do that enough where we just kind of let things go for a while and, and come back to it and see where you stand, where they stand, what the truth is.
1: Yep. Exactly. I, I love, uh, my therapist is always rem- reminding me, pause, Kristen, just pause, pause and breathe. Um, you know, this too shall pass. I mean, such wise, wise words. And uh, I've got so many great people that I can call. I mean, I, I just had a conversation with Dr. Mark Goulston, who is amazing. He's on the network as well with two shows. Um, one of them actually is with Kevin Hines, uh, for a film he just did called that you can go, you can get to, um, stay alive video.com. And, um, it's, it, you know, he, uh, he said something to me about confirmation bias, and I thought, and that something new that's happening in my life, which I will talk about on the show, that's the benefit of having a show. You do get to narrate your own story. Anybody can say anything about me or about this network, but I get to control my own narrative because I do a podcast, which is wonderful. Doesn't mean I'm doing it to change anybody's mind, but I, I get the benefit of, of doing that, which makes me feel better and more comfortable but i um this new situation that cropped up because you know life has drama i love people that say oh i don't want to be connected to that drama there's so much drama And I get it. There are people that have drama, 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 and they create tons of drama. And then there's just you're living your life and drama happens because that's part of being a human being. But sometimes people see that and they think you have drama cooties and they're going to catch it. So they don't want to be involved in your life. Is your life free of drama? No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we all all
2: have that thing right yeah those little those little triggers in our lives whether they're uh, family members or friends or or whatever that you know they need our support but sometimes it's really hard to support them because everything that they do is so dramatic right everything has to be bringing the attention onto them in a negative way as opposed to allowing the positives to 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 lead the narrative And, and and i think that that's where i am in my life right now is I forget about that, right? To not right. allow all, all those things to those chaotic things to lead the narrative, and yes. I forget I forget that you can slow down, pause, be more responsive than reactionary, and let go of what you have to let go sometimes, and kind of you know walk away and reassess where the value lies uh, in all the things yeah. you're trying to do,
1: and see someone from their whole perspective that you know about them. So instead of immediately draw a conclusion, and I'm, I'm not shaming anyone, I have done this too, okay? So this is me calling myself out too. Um, instead of hearing something negative, hearing uh, you know a negative voice tell you who someone is because of an incident, being a mature person and sitting back and looking at, well, wait a minute, what does this person do in their life? And what does this person do in their life? I'm gonna let the totality of what I've seen that this person does speak for itself and take that into consideration before I jump to any conclusions and hopefully not even jump into a conclusion. I think that's right. that's something right. that I've had to learn how to do and that's really hard to do in today's society. And it's also hard to do when you're young. (laughs) True.
2: Uh, It's hard to do when you're old, whatever age you are, right? It doesn't really matter what age we are. I guess it just, it it all depends on all the situations we're part of and and all of the kind of pausing we do to look at situations and say, should I even react to this situation or should I probably not say anything at all as opposed to saying something that could hurt hurt somebody else let let, right. let alone be, be be right in the situation or wrong in the situation I mean, we we have so many opportunities now to say whatever the heck we want to, and we're and we're, yeah. we're, we're we're protected by our phone screens or our computer screens or whatever
1: no, we think we are, yeah, we're, we're
2: right. But but we we're, we're protected because there's nobody in front of us that's to yes. shock it's us tangible by.
1: person that you can see right. their face or you could, yeah exactly. I actually had this happen with um, Stephen Kovalkovich, where and we're in the field of mental health, so I always take things. From another level of uh, of perspective, because of the field that you and I are in, so and Stephen talked about this on a show. He does rescue the rescuer, but his medication was off, and he was being so reactionary on social media, and it was triggering a lot of people. People were contacting me, and I'm like, I'm not his mother. Some, you know, can you take right. into consideration that? Something else is probably going on because he is a lovely human being instead of just jumping to the conclusion that he's a jerk or he's a whatever. And then we had the benefit of doing a show about it, which was which was phenomenal. So it's um, – I don't know. It's just – it's fascinating. I mean, I'm feeling much more adult these days that I – you know oops sorry everyone that was my phone going off because I didn't turn off the sound but um I definitely feel like more of an adult that I'm at least trying to to do that you know
2: well you know and I think that unfortunately like with all of this we're so connected but we're so disassociated from ourselves and each other by the ability to press send (laughs) you know um whenever we want to without actually being our own editor you know um you know yeah. you, you can always go back once you posted something and look and see oh I spelled this wrong and this is out right. of context and things like that but you can't take it back cuz somebody's already read it. Yeah. Right, especially if it's if it's in a way that could be hurtful to somebody else, but everything could be hurtful to somebody else. We don't know anybody else's triggers. Right? right? We don't know what triggers somebody else. So there's we're not going to please everyone. But we if we looked at it a little bit more in a in a self inflective way, would I like to read this about myself would, would I feel comfortable if this was said about me it's it's hard because we all have our own expectations of ourselves and we hold mm-hmm. ourselves to these high regards um, and so it's hard yeah. right it, it's hard to to let go of this kind of vision of perfection we're, we have for ourselves is
1: oh that yeah the the you know way that we whip ourselves for not being perfect for making a mistake i mean i i talked about this with a friend this weekend uh she said that and and she'll come on she she's on our women who lead show um she was talking about how she finally doesn't um have a, a very um negative person in her life she doesn't have that narrative uh of what this person would say over every decision she makes, it finally went away. Long, long time after the relationship had ended, that person was still a voice in her head that controlled what she did. And, and it was so nice to have that gone and to make her own decisions. And I thought, yeah, I, I had someone leave my life. And that I would say is the last person in my life who had that kind of control over me. Not That it was their fault, I allowed it, so I'm you know, I'm responsible for it. But it was nice to have it's nice to have the absence of that from my own life. And I found that when I make mistakes now, I'm so forgiving of them because I'm the one that's controlling the narrative in my head, I'm not giving that responsibility to someone else. So um, I'm actually a really good friend to myself because I can make all mistakes all day long and I own them, but I don't kill myself over them because someone else is not controlling the narrative for me anymore.
2: Right, I mean, I, sometimes we are the hardest on ourselves and it's like now, as a person, I try to just tell myself, all right, be gentle, hmm. right? Be, be more gentle. You know, you're going to make mistakes. We're fallible. We're humans. Yeah. But we we can learn from all of them. We can make this just better decisions next time. You know, it's those, it's those painful things you treat yourself with that create decisions that you might have a hard time coming back from. You know, Great. if we're a little bit more patient and kind with ourselves, if 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 our self inflection, if our self care, if our self worth if our self image, you know, are more of a, a work in progress, as opposed to a finished, um, statue, right? right. Then there's so much more opportunity to add some more creative juices to yourself and allow yourself to become more than you ever knew you could be because you're always adding clay. Right, or you're, mm. or you're always adding a brush stroke, or you're always adding a little bit of a new edit to a photograph, or right. a, a, a new lyric to a song. Um, it, it's it's just a great opportunity to allow yourself to be different than the moment before, than the day before, than the week, you know, years before.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it allows for, I I think when you have you know trauma from childhood, and you have painful exits from people early on in life. You know your parents or family members or so on. You 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 develop this attachment trauma, attachment disorders, and then uh, you hang on to relationships or you walk away from them so quickly or stay forever in something abusive because of this trauma and what it says about you that yet another person is leaving when in reality people that don't have attachment disorders people come in and out of people's lives all the time. Not every relationship is supposed to stay forever and, and that's completely normal. True.
2: I mean, right. I mean, right. I mean, it's not wrong to say some stay some see some say for a season some say for a lifetime right um i mean the the people it's all about how we feel right and i think we forget that sometimes that it's all about how another person helps us to feel they can't make us feel anything we either feel comfortable around them or we don't at the end of the day it's all up to us i think really what it comes down to is the fact that we don't realize we aren't taught from childhood that whatever we want to do is whatever we want to do and there are um circumstances and there are um what's the word i'm looking for like if you make a bad decision it's on you right so you're right. You're, you're you're gonna have to come back from it, right but it's on you it's your life you're responsible for yourself and it's your you need to hold yourself accountable for what you choose and what you choose not to do at the end of the day you don't live somebody else's life as much as you can try to as much as you want to control somebody else's life because you really don't feel like you have any control of your own. Right. At the end of the day, you're really only in control of yourself. You're right. in control of what you'll allow others to do, the healthy boundaries, the unhealthy boundaries, all of these things that at any point, and that's the great thing about being a human being is you can stop and say, I don't want to go this direction anymore. I want to eat the double back. I want to go in a new direction. You know, uh, I, I want to do something completely different. I want to meet new, I want to meet new people. You know, new communities, new 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 um, therapy groups, whatever. It, at the end of the day, that's the great thing about being a human being is you can at any moment stop and say, nope, not going to happen. This isn't good for me. It's time to try something different, even though that's scary in itself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think about that like, a, you know, not too long ago, I was having a conversation, a really great conversation with a, a new male that I've, I've met. And I'm very uh, I'm very happily not in a romantic relationship. I, well, I am with myself, let's say that. And I've been taking care of other people my whole life and now I'm taking care of me, which is phenomenal. And I, I think I deserve at least five years, if not 10 years of doing that, right? But I was noticing some of some behaviors. They're in a relationship with someone else. And I was noticing some of their behavior, some of the things that they were saying that I've got caught up in with other men in the past. And it was so great to sit there and be very present and enjoy this conversation and also go, yep, I'm not going there with you, buddy. Mm-mm-mm. Nope, not not going to happen. boy." And And go, gosh, a younger me would have dove right into what this person was saying into an unhealthy relationship. And the older, wiser me was like, Yeah, not falling for that.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, because we you know, we we can't overcome everything in our life in a day, a week, a month or a year. However old we are, you know, and however many situations we went through to get us to this point of survival. You know, it's we, we all want to be able to just be healthy, right? We, we want it to happen right away, drop of a hat, you know, drop 50 pounds, you know, be stronger, fitter, run farther, faster. I mean, all of those things are well and good of, of trying to do, but really it takes work, right? Yes. It takes real hard mental and physical work to create a new space, to create a new foundation, to build a, a new home for yourself that you're going to be enjoying living in, right. as opposed to all that you know, the shacks you were living in before that were just rodent-ridden and you know full of asbestos and and whatever <laughs> destroying who you were trying to become when you had no idea how to get there, right. right? Except be in those places, right? You're only willing and allowing yourself to be in those places. It's that moment that you get that sledgehammer out and you start knocking down that place. And you're like, you know what? Brick by brick, I'm going to build a solid foundation that I can grow on. And then the house that I'm gonna choose to live in is gonna be a place that I'm gonna be thankful for and people may or may not enjoy spending time with me in.
1: Right, exactly. But at the end of the
2: day, it's about you. You can't make other people appreciate you
1: Yes, that's so true. That's one of the reasons why I really love podcasting because um, I, I I don't mind public speaking. Uh, I do it well. I'm very comfortable doing it. And I know that's a big uh, hang up for a lot of people. So I feel very lucky that I did it early and made tons of mistakes. And so I can go out and do it. And it's usually to promote something else that, that I'm doing. It's um, but I don't love it like Frank King, who's on our network, the mental health comedian. He loves it. He loves the immediate reaction from the audience. Um, he, you know, he he really enjoys that. I It's okay, but I don't have that love for that. I love podcasting because there is no, I don't have anyone clapping over something I've said. I don't know if anything I've said when it goes out into the void, I don't know if it's really affecting anybody. Um, you know, you, you just don't know. So it's something that you do purely for the pleasure of doing it, not for some kind of immediate, you know, hit of applause. And I like that. I like being someone that can be satisfied without getting a ton of applause for what you do.
2: No, I mean, cause at the end of the day, if you're putting your best effort in, you know, with who you are today and what you're giving to the moment, then there is something good from it. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I I mean, most likely you're not going to touch a million people, but you're going to do maybe something really special for a good few people who needed it.
1: Right. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's what we do. That's what, that's why we do our work to me. It's a, it's its own art form. It's the art of conversation. I don't, I don't ever do any where it's just me talking and maybe I will one day, but I, I prefer that. You know, con- conversing with other people and recording it, but um, you know, I would do it if I had no listeners, and that's when you know it's something that you love.
2: Well, then it's just a good conversation, right? I mean, whether it's a phone conversation or face to face, it's just you know, I, I connection. Think, yeah, and I think that the thing that we've lost as a society is the ability to listen, right? As opposed to just waiting to talk and give your point of view. Right. It's valuing somebody else's point of view so they can feel good enough to listen to your point of view as well. And if they don't feel that you're giving them that same respect, it's real. It's not really a conversation anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a, a one-up session.
1: Right, exactly, oh my gosh, yeah. I know uh, there's something to be said for uh, other people's intentions. Um, I had an experience recently where my intention was to create something that would be helpful to a lot of other people. And the other person's intention was to have something that elevated himself. And I didn't realize that that was that person's intention. So my mistake was not making sure that we were both aligned with the same intention. I would have never said yes to this project if I had known that that was their intention and they were hiding that intention. So it was really fascinating to to see, ah, okay, well, this is what happens when, you, um, when you're in a relationship, any kind of a relationship with someone, platonic or not platonic. If the two of you don't have the same intention, it's not going to work. There's going to be a problem.
2: Right, and I think that sometimes we forget that business relationships are still personal relationships. Yes, um, every relationship is personal because it's between people, right? And you know, it, it's, if you just use those words, sometimes, oh, it's just business. Yes, but if it's just business and this kind of a situation is going on, what kind of a response are you going to get from people when they look at and see that you're part of it? Right. right? If it's if it's not something that's healthy to you. It's not healthy to the people that are purchasing your whatever your goods or services or, or whatever are then you're actually devaluing yourself you're devaluing whatever it is you're doing and you're devaluing the people who are who are looking to find value in it as well
1: right exactly and you have to sometimes you don't know these things right away you have to kind of follow um, and watch someone's behavior, and it's really helpful to know other people that know them so that you can kind of compare notes. If, if you have some uh, situations come up that, aren't, that don't seem on the up and up, it's really good to know other people and to hear, ah, that was their experience too. But those kind of things can take time. So sometimes we enter into these relationships, and then we beat ourselves up for getting in them, or other people beat us up for that. And I kind of, and I've done that too. And I kind of look back and go, you know what? I, there's no way I could have known this any sooner. I'm not infallible.
2: Right. And I think that, but, but like we said before, you know, some people come into your life for a season or yep. for a lifetime. I, I think that we shouldn't get so upset that it doesn't work out. Right. I, I, think we, like, I, I think that sometimes it just doesn't work out or it doesn't work out right then, or it could be valuable later on. You know, and, and so we, we, we get, we have these, like we said before, we have such high expectations of how things should turn out and yeah. we forget to put our best effort in and even our best effort, you know, I mean, the best baseball players in the world get a hit once every three at bats, right. right? Three out of 10 at bats. You're going to be a failure a lot more than you're going to be successful. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't put the best time and effort and foot forward into what you feel is best.
1: Right. And, and be wary of people that, um, you know, want their they've hardly put any work in their work is usually, you know, siphoned off of other people that put the hard sweat equity in and they want to go from, you know, working at a banana stand to being a CEO mogul of multiple companies without actually having to do any of the work to get there. And part of the amazing part of the journey is the work it takes to get there. And I think
2: that that's a, we have this other problem because we see the success.
1: Yes, and so right. we you want that shininess, they're... but we don't want right. to do any of the work to get there.
2: But if you actually sat down and talked with the people who are successful, maybe one out of a thousand may have found an easy way to get there. Right. You know, 999 of those 1,000 people really had to put the time and effort in and fail so much along the way to find a better path forward to even continue taking what that is and getting it to where it is now that you're seeing it right we don't see the blood sweat and tears most of the time
1: yep so that's that's why we use that term overnight success there's no such thing as an overnight success there
2: there are a few people that have fallen into things
1: yeah that's true I, I, i mean mark
2: zuckerberg fell into Facebook, right? He fell into it, it wasn't something he was trying to do. He was not being yeah. a nice person when he started it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, think, things can happen.
1: Like, they can, but they, he still worked his tail end no, of to right, make it, yes, it what it was. a smart
2: person, wasn't Harvard, but that singular situation in his life was more of a F you to somebody else than it was to build a, a successful, online portal for people right you know so it's sometimes it does happen where you just stumble upon something and it becomes something that is successfully needed on the social media level but most people are going to really have to drive and drive and drive and drive and that sucked drive and drive and drive and drive drive right well that was a little bit better and right so it's it's the value is in do you feel good about trying to make this work right that's what it is is it a passion of yours to keep it going is it a passionate is it a passionate place for you to be if nobody knows it exists
1: right right exactly exactly that's why i say i would do this um if i had you know one listener Mm -hmm. well tell our listeners um tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and what is it that you do (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, I think that the basic, the, the, the basic premise of who I am and the basic premise of why we know each other is my battle with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so everything I try to do is to help people be a little bit gentler on themselves, whether it's through free fitness or photography. Um, uh, my wife, Elizabeth, and I have started uh, an online portal called Fierceful.org. Um, it's one L, not two, so just Fierceful. Dot org. Um and it's basically our our needed desire to tell the stories of people doing good through their own well being. Mm. And you know, it has its ebbs and flows, just like my mental illness has its ebbs and flows, and my creativity has its ebbs and flows. Um, I think the most important thing and and the real value I put in everything is to c- continue to overcome myself in a in a better, more healthy manner every day, to be more um, Responsive and, and less reactionary, and so you, you can find me on Instagram at stigmafighter dot shearer. You can find me at stigmafighter three seven at uh, Twitter, um, and I mean, you pretty much can find everything out about me if you just Google my name now. Since we've done all these things on mental illness through deconstructing stigma, right. um, and I, I just. Hit 300 over 300 days sober. I'm going to be running the Falmouth Road Race for the Heron Project. Um, Chris Heron used to play basketball for the Boston Celtics, and um, he had a really, a really bad addiction to to drugs and alcohol. And now he speaks to to kids in high school about their value. Every day he goes and speaks to a different school about their value and what they can do to feel better about themselves, and that it's okay not to feel okay, and that talking about it is a blessing talking about how you feel is a blessing, you know, and and we're not always going to have great days and we are going to have disagreements and we're we're not supposed to have the same thought process and pattern and ideas and ideals. We're supposed to learn more about ourselves through learning more about each other. Absolutely. I mean, mean, really that's what it is, you know, And, and I'm thankful that I get to speak with you and I'm thankful that I get to listen to the other podcasts of the other speakers in your network. And that we're friends.
1: Me too. Me too. I'm I'm glad we uh had our little uh, and then we got past it and uh, you know, that won't happen again because no. you know, and sometimes I mean, I've said on the show, my friend Boleyn and I, man, we there was a time when we hated each other <laughs> and now she is my closest friend. Same thing with my ex husband. So, um, you know, that the you 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 can you can make a stronger relationship sometimes out of rifts, um, which which is awesome uh, because then you you're kind of war buddies together.
2: Well, sometimes everything's just too emotional, right? Yeah. Everything's too too blown up, yeah. right? And, and until the dust settles and you can kind of just walk around the situation or just walk around your own situation and and realize that all right, well that's what it was. I I was really emotionally attached to the situation. Yeah, you know, and I'm thankful. I was. I'm thankful that I put enough time and effort into actually wanting to get to know people and actually creating those kind of bonds that
1: (laughs) that make you feel right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Well, Alan, thank you. This won't be the last time, of course, (laughs) that you come on, and um, I'm excited about your podcast. Tell our listeners uh, where you know what the name of the podcast is. Sure. It's, uh, you,
2: can, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm, and it's uh, The Fierceful. Awesome. The
1: well, thanks so much, Alan, and uh, come back anytime.
2: You got it. Have a great week.
1: <laughs> and thanks to our listeners. For, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Mental Health News Radio. but never without good intentions I heat up and act on my emotions thanks so much for listening to mental health news radio our podcast can be found on iTunes stitcher and hundreds of other podcast apps or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com if you have a question or would like to be a guest become a podcaster on our network or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air please email us at info at mhnr network.com get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog miles and a special thanks to emily soan for letting us use her incredible song cordial for our podcast music listen to the full song on soundcloud at emily.sonne
2: don't be surprised when i don't hate on you girl. after all
1: we promised we'd be cordial sometimes in you i can not
0: Good boy.